This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Hi, this is Pastor Wallace Ramey, inviting you to join me every Friday at 1 p.m. beginning on December 7th for my new program, Words to Observe and Obey, the radio ministry of New Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church, right here on 89.9 FM, WCNO. Safety for your home and family, now that's important to you. And Gator Security, with its five-year warranty, can help. With security, video surveillance, and access control, Gator Security is available at www.gatorsecurity.com or 800-676-1580. Gator Security, with its five-year warranty, is a proud corporate sponsor of WCNO. Gatorsecurity.com. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. I wonder how many people here this morning were meant for royalty. And something had been merchandised in their life and caused them to be crippled, caused them to live as a slave. They've been merchandised, living in a land called Lodibar. Come on. Lodibar means pastureless. It's literally a place of no nourishment, a place of no contentment, a place of no rest. See, in modern day terms, Lodi Bar is just called existing but not living. There's a lot of that going on today. People just existing but not living. There's people in this room this morning that are just existing and not living. You haven't really enjoyed life. You hear songs about the abundant life. You sing about the abundant life. You say amen to the abundant living. You want the abundant life. But you haven't even begun to live because you still realize that you've been crippled. You're still carrying it around, that you've been marked, that you've been marred, that you've been hiding in Lodibar, where there's been no nourishment, there's been no contentment. So this boy grows up in a place, and a man that has replaced his grandfather as king, a man that he has seen as an adversary to his life, who, by the way, really wasn't an adversary. Isn't it amazing what jealousy and envy can do to a person? It can really twist up the way you think, ain't it? A man that his grandfather had viewed as an adversary now sits on the throne. A man by the name of David. And all of David's enemies are defeated on every border. And he's sitting in the palace and he's enjoying the fruit of a victorious life. And when the writer of 2 Samuel chapter 9 verse 1 says, And he remembered the covenant. Somebody say, he remembered the covenant. He the are you still with me, church? And he said to his servant, is there anybody? Is there anybody that is still here from the household of Jonathan? He said, I remembered. I made a covenant with him. I made a covenant with him. 
Listen to me, I got some good news for you this morning. Something good is going to come out of your adverse situation. Amen. Has to. It has to. Oh, I know you got your feelings hurt. I know some of you have been crying all night long. I know what you planned for your life hadn't gone the way you thought it was going to go. And the, and the dreams that you had hadn't always come to manifest the way you wanted to. I know it wasn't supposed to happen to you this way. And, but i got good news for you. He has remembered that He has a covenant with you. He has remembered that He has a covenant with you. And it's established on better promises. And it's in a better hope and a better future than you ever had in the past. He has a plan and a destiny for you. It's by His covenant and it's for a good future Amen. somebody said he remembered. he remembered see Jonathan and David they made a covenant in those days when you made a covenant the first thing that would happen is the man would take off his coat and they would lay themselves bare and he would just say I'm letting you know I'm laying myself bare to you your coat represented your covering they would take off their coat and they would place each other's coat on, on each other they would exchange swords with each other, giving the right, your means of protection. Your sword was your means of protection. It was your weapon of offense. And you would give it to this person that you would make covenant with. And when you gave it to them, you gave them even the right to take your own life. That's what covenant was. Come on, are you hearing me this morning? In other words, I've become totally vulnerable to the person that I enter in the covenant with. Then they would eat a meal together and they would lay pieces of an animal on the ground and they would walk in a figure eight and they would start out walking back to back so when they finished walking in the figure eight they would end up eye to eye. And they make covenant. Listen, I want to tell you something this morning. There are some people that you will never, ever, ever see eye to eye with until you've walked some covenant with them. Hmm? And when you get in covenant with the right people, then you'll be able to see eye to eye with them. Until then, you're going to be arguing. Come on, amen? Then they would take... How many know when you were a kid and you had a friend, you, what you used to do? you say, let's be blood brothers. Huh? How many know that's an old covenant thing? Come on, that's an old covenant thing. Amen? When that Jonathan made covenant with David, they would slit the palm of their hand. And they would grab each other's hand until their blood commingled in their wounds. And then they would let go and they would bandage it up and then it would heal up and it would leave a permanent scar. So that every time that they looked at that scar on their hand, they would remember that they were in covenant. They were in covenant. They would see the scar and they would say, the mark of covenant is upon me. It means that if he ever has a problem, that right there is a witness that He'll come to my side. That right there is a witness that He'll be there. If He ever has a need, then I'm going to be, that marked sign right there means that I'm going to come to His aid and help Him meet His need. If He ever has a battle that He can't win, that mark right there means I'm going to help Him fight in the battle that He can't win. Hmm? Everything that I have, all the forces that I have will come to His aid because His enemies are now my enemies. Because I'm in covenant with Him. If He needs something, then His needs are my needs. Because I'm in covenant. And that sign, that scar, was the mark of covenant. And while David sat there at the table, I just imagine him just kind of sitting there at the table, and he reaches out, and his, his arm comes out of his kingly robes, and he looks down and he sees the scar on his hand, and he remembers the covenant. 
And he says, is there anybody? Is there anybody still alive from the house of Saul? And they said, yes, king. There's one. There is the dispeller of shame. That little boy that was born in Jonathan's house, Mephibosheth, he's still alive. And David said, go get him and bring him here. Bring him to the palace. Listen to me, I hear the voice of God today saying, He's calling somebody here today. This is your day. This is your hour. This is your time. This is your opportunity. He's calling. Amen? He said, I remember that there's still a work that I need to do. And the king called him in. He called for him. And he came to David and David looked at him and he said, Mephibosheth, is that you? Is that you, Mephibosheth? You don't look like you used to look before you were crippled. I hardly recognize you. Isn't it amazing what crippling situations do to our lives? You ever seen anyone that you ain't seen like in five or ten years and, and maybe they've been through a divorce or they've been through a bankruptcy and maybe they've lost a child, maybe they've been through a terrible grief, maybe they went through a, you know, a bad church situation. And the last time you saw them, they were just so full of life and so full of zest and they were smiling all the time and just bright and alive. And this time when you see them, you just look at them and you go, man, what happened? You look so old. You look like you've been through it. You look like you've been through a few battles and you didn't win. And you just try to smile at them, but you just feel bad because you know their life has probably been hell for the last five or ten years. Mephibosheth, is that you? Listen, some of y'all been in here, and some of y'all in this morning, y'all been away way too long. Way too long. Is that you? You don't look like yourself. What's been going on with you? You know, pastors can walk among their sheep and see people that are going through difficult times. And realize that something's up. They, they can realize that there's been some crippling situations and brokenness in their life. No matter how much sometimes you try to hide it. It just comes through in your spirit. And as much as we are fearful that people are going to find out, it shows up all over us. So we just start hiding out. And we don't want nobody to know. We don't want nobody to know what we've been through. We don't want nobody to know what we're going through. Some people come up on the property, walk in my office, and I see them, and I think, you don't even look like yourself. What in the world happened to you? Something's happened. No, I'm okay, Pastor. I'm fine. No. No, 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 no. Somebody's dropped you. You've been dropped. Something's happened. He said, Mephibosheth, I want you to come. When Mephibosheth got in his presence, he fell prostrate on the floor at David's feet like he was a humble servant. Like he was a man that was preparing to die because for all he knew, the king was angry and he finally found the grandson, the last living heir of the throne, and now he was going to be put to death. I didn't tell him why the king wanted to see him. See, there's a lot of people outside these doors this morning that the king is calling to them and they don't realize that God's not mad at them. Do you realize how many people do not come to church because they're afraid if they walk into church, the walls are going to cave in? 
Because they think God's upset with them or God's mad at them or God's angry about something they did 20 years ago. He's not mad. He's not angry. God's just remembering that He has a covenant with them. And He wants to enact the benefits of the covenant that He's made with them. When the Bible says when Methuselah got there, he fell on his face. David said, Methuselah, stand up. Stand up. And Mephibosheth said, David, who am I that you would regard me a dead dog like me? Hmm? In other words, his whole self-image was gone. He was lifeless. He was full of disappointment. He was full of bitterness. I mean, understand, he could have remained in that condition the rest of his life. This 20-year-old man could have remained like that the rest of his life. He could have spent his entire life in Lodibar. In a desolate place. Come on, some of y'all in here this morning, you need to hear this. You need to hear this this morning. Some of you could spend the rest of your life feeling sorry for yourself. You could spend the rest of your life in a pasture with no nourishment, going through the motions, going through a marriage that has no life that's left a long time ago. In Lodibar. You're not happy. You're not content. It's been crippling. The signs of crippledness are everywhere. And everybody can see it but you. Desolation. Hurt. Rejection. Insecurity. And you've been living in Lodibar and you refuse to come when the king calls. He could have stayed there the rest of his life, but he came when the king called him. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. Hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org. This is Gerald Turner, your host for Singing Southern Style. 
heard every Saturday and Sunday night from 6 to 9 p.m. with the best in Southern Gospel and Country Gospel. Music with a message right here on WCNO 89.9 FM, Singing Southern Style. I like my singing Southern Style. Southern
In spirit and truth we are called There's liberty in Him for all When we worship Him With our heart and soul We can enter Where the river flows It's a higher place where the Spirit goes When we worship Him Each one has the secret
you here.